And welcome to another edition of Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast where we talk about all things from the solo years and, of course, Beatles as well. It comes up once in a while. Um, so uh, we have a very, very special show planned tonight. I think we've all been looking forward to it as we are going to be talking about a brand new album that has just come out and it's by, um, oh gosh, what, what's, what, what's his name? Ringo! 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 Oh, that's right. That's right. It's Ringo. Yes, indeed. It is What's My Name by Ringo Starr, the album we've all been waiting for. So that is going to be our main topic for tonight. So we're going to get into it very soon. Um, and so before we get into it, uh, let me just introduce myself. I'm Kid O'Toole. I am the author of Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours Through the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks, Michael Jackson FAQ, All That's Left to Know About the King of Pop. You may also know me from my column, Deep Beatles, uh, from Something Else Reviews. And I am associate editor for Beatle Fan Magazine. And let me bring on my my good friends and and colleagues and co-hosts i'm i'm lucky enough to share this uh this hour with every other week um so first off you know him from his very popular youtube channel where he talks about collecting he talks about uh you know opinions uh, uh you know his reviews of different albums there's some comedy in there it's a it's a bit of everything so he is known on youtube as mean mr mayo but we just call him joe mayo so give it up for joe hey joe uh hello there kid and uh peace and love Peace and love. Absolutely. That's going to be the key words for tonight. That's for sure. Next up, we have uh, a gentleman who is uh, the founder and co-host of the popular podcast, Two Legs, which is all about Paul McCartney. And he has kind of relaunched it recently. So it's also now a video cast as well. So it's even, uh, you know, it's even uh, you know, enjoy it on another, you know, kind of on another dimension. How about that? Correct. So That's perfect. Perfect. All right, so show your love for Tom Hanyadi. Hey, Tom. Hello, and I guess this is going to be the theme of the day right here. Exactly. Peace, Peace and, and love. love. Peace <laughs> and love. Yeah. And last, but definitely not least, he is the longtime host of the syndicated show Every Little Thing, where he definitely plays just that, Every Little Thing, every uh, you know, solo Beatles, rare stuff he 
organizes them around themes. You never know what theme he's going to pick next. I love that. Uh, and he is also the co-host of the pop, very popular podcast, Things We Said Today. So give it up for Ken Michaels. Hey, Ken. Hey, Kit. Hey, Tom. Hey, Joe Mayo. Hey, Beetle Peoples. Peace and love. <laughs> Peace, Peace and love, love, everybody. Peace <laughs> and love, everybody. And thank you all for joining us. We, of course, want to hear from you. Yep, there you go. There you go. Send love, spread peace. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. And well, have a peace dream while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can tell, we are really excited uh, about this show tonight. <laughs> and it will be a lot of fun. Before we get to the main topic, though, and of course, we want to hear from you guys throughout uh, throughout the show but hold off on your comments on what's my name uh, quite just for a little bit longer because as always we have the news and there's there's some news to share right Ken? Yeah. you're not kidding I think that Ringo Ringo gave us a gift today <laughs> it just so happens that the news broke today about Ringo Starr and the all-star band about to go on tour again yeah. a North Amazing. American tour um, so far, running from May 29th with two dates at the Casino Rama in Ontario, then three dates in a row at the Beacon Theater in New York, uh, June 2nd, 3rd, and 5th. And the tour continues through June 28th, where so far it ends at uh, Ruth Eckert Hall in Clearwater, Florida, with Edgar Winter opening. Now, as of this moment, there are 20 dates in total although they may add more. And it will be interesting to see if Ringo actually gives a concert on his birthday on July the 7th. Mm. We do know, of course, that on his 70th birthday, he gave a concert at Radio City Music Hall with Paul McCartney making a surprise appearance at the end. But so far, there's nothing listed for his birthday of July 7th. Some surprises so far. Like I said, there are three dates in a row at the Beacon. Also, he's playing at Tanglewood, which is a great Ooh. venue in uh, Massachusetts, in uh, Lenox, Massachusetts, where I've heard the sound quality there is just absolutely amazing. A lot of classical concerts are done there. James Taylor, on a regular basis, is known for giving concerts there. Yes. Um, I, I think, I'm not sure, this might be the first time he's played there. Um, some of the shows actually have opening acts. The Avid Brothers... Uh, will open for one show in Massachusetts, one in New Hampshire, and one in Maine. And Edgar Winter uh, is actually opening two shows in Florida. There's one in St. Augustine on June the 26th, and the one that I just mentioned so far, um, the last show of the tour happens to be in Clearwater, uh, like I said, June 28th. No mention yet of the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, which is where Ringo usually ends all of his tours. And the lineup for the All-Stars is the same as his most recent lineup with Greg Raleigh, Steve Lukather, Hamish Stewart, and Colin Hay, along with uh, Warren Hamm as music director and Greg Bissonette as his second drummer. So Ringo on the road again <laughs> next summer. East oh, yeah. Coasters uh, are lucky. Yeah. 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 As I said, so far. Those so far, dates and we don't know. And you know he's going to do the album. You know that's why he's he's doing it. Sure, it has to be. Mm -hmm. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> there are no guarantees. It's like I said when "Give More Love" came out and "We're on the Road Again" was the opening track. What a perfect song to do live! And yep. he wrote mm -hmm. that with Steve Lukather, who's in the band. 
You know, you'd think that they would do a song like that. He's got to do What's My Name. Yeah, of course. We're going to go into detail about the whole album in just a few moments. This past Saturday, a special ceremony was held for a peace and love event for Ringo at Beverly Gardens Park in Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles. Ringo was on hand to unveil a peace and love sculpture of a hand flashing a peace sign, which he gifted to the city. And the sculpture will permanently stay there. Ringo and his wife, Barbara Bach, attended the ceremony, as did... Oh, that's... Yeah. There it is. Yeah. The back of (laughs) Give More Love there. Yeah, the back of Give More Love has got the... uh... It's the, the peace sign right there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Peace, so, baby. It's a nice mm-hmm. thing that it, it should be staying there. So yeah. if you ever visit in the area, stop by and take a look. <laughs> um, and last week, there was a one-hour conversation with Ringo, streamed live on Parade.com. Ringo was accompanied by David Lynch and photographer Henry Diltz. And the three of them were interviewed, discussing a wide variety of topics, they talked about the Beatles, Ringo's new book of, of uh, photography, Another Day in the Life, that's called. Also, what makes a great photographer? Hmm. They were asked that question. What they like about each other's work, his new album, What's My Name, Transcendental Meditation, and more. And if you didn't see it, the entire conversation is available now for streaming at Parade.com and also on YouTube under Ringo Star Live. Exclusive conversation with David Lynch and Henry Diltz. How was it? I've seen part of it. I haven't had a chance to see the whole thing. Yeah, but I haven't it was, either. It was really, it was interesting. I mean, Ringo was funny as could be. As the uh, conversation progressed, actually, the other two guys weren't talking that much, and it was Ringo dominating the whole conversation but you know it's kind of interesting the whole part about meditation and all the work that david lynch has done and trying to bring it to schools in america and the effect that could have on children learning it and um you know i have to watch the whole thing and i probably you know should have done that before doing the show tonight maybe <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about here. it in the next show but thankfully it's there on youtube for us now whenever we want to see it Right. I got to check that out. Did yeah. he talk about what what it was like to be on the Ed Sullivan show? That's what I'm I don't think curious. so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think let's, so. Let's hope it wasn't a typical <laughs> Ringo interview. <laughs> That's reminding me of Stephen Colbert. Yeah, they all debated, know, interviewing, yeah. interviewing Paul just recently. Oh, yeah. Um, now, just to clear up something here, um, the report about Paul McCartney's two new songs, the titles of which are Home Tonight and In a Hurry, they will be coming out on two different dates. November 22nd, it will be released digitally. And then on uh, the 29th, a week later, there will be a very limited record store day picture disc 7-inch uh, vinyl on Capitol Records. The picture disc will feature new and exclusively created artwork based on the parlor game exquisite corpse along with a lyric insert and both songs come from the uh, egypt stations uh sessions with greg kirsten producing so actually on november 22nd it's a very busy day you have the um the digital release of those two songs from paul you have the beatles singles collection coming out that day and i also want to mention that there's an album from harry nilson called lost and found which is uh the last songs that harry nilson had written being redone in the studio, Mark Hudson produced it, 
and you've got people like uh, Jim Keltner helping out on the sessions, yep. and uh, the great Jimmy Webb, the songwriter, and Kifo Nilsson, who happens to be one of Harry's sons. And that's coming out November 22nd. Klaus well. Foreman's there too. Klaus Foreman, very good. Wow. Thank you, Tom. And uh, that's basically it. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. But Keeping it short and sweet. But, but we got a lot to talk about. But it was a lot of, it was a lot of news. And by the way, exquisite, I just love Exquisite Corpse. It sounds like, like a goth metal band or something. I love that's that. That's a good name for it. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. that, that'd be, yeah, that's a, that's a band name there. All right. <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. Yeah, write that down. Exquisite Corpse. That's yes, great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ken. And, uh, well, let's get into what we've all been dying to get into, which is what's, what's my, my name? name? And uh, and everyone watching, uh, we of course want you to chime in, want to know what you think of the album. But we're gonna start out. Oh, there you go, uh, Tom and and. Wait a minute, uh, not so fast, kid. Not, oh, not oh, so fast. Oh, oh, the blue, the blue you vinyl. You got the blue vinyl. Nice. Oh, from Ringo's that. website. Nice. Very nice. Oh, very smart. nice. Reminds me of the Ringo album. Yeah, mm -hmm. the the the, uh, the photo of the Ringo of uh, from the Ringo album, where he's mm. in like what oh, is that yes. like like the cellophane or whatever that he's wrapped in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had I had the photograph forty five as a kid. I used to love that. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. That is really cool. So yeah. Sorry. So, oh no, that's great. So, yep. So we have the uh, Tom and Joe showing off the vinyl versions. So um, let's before we get into specific songs, let's sort of you know, look at it as a as a whole you know a whole work. And uh -huh. let's start out by what was your first reaction? to hearing this you know our expectations were kind of built up by you know him dropping what's my name and grow old with me beforehand so expectations were high what were your initial thoughts just listening through it for the first time tom why don't we start with you yeah thank you uh kit um you know my expectations you know i gotta be, i gotta be honest with you guys his last six albums were okay I didn't really think much of them. There's some some gems. Don't get me wrong. There's some gems on each of them, but it wasn't very exciting to me. They don't hold up. Um, but that being said, um, when I heard "What's My Name," I got very excited, and then when I heard "Grow Old Me," I was, grew even more excited. And then when I started listening to this album, it, it, the thing that's really struck me was the energy. There feels there's a lot of energy on this album. And the musicianship on this album, I, th I think, is excellent. And um, those are that's one of the things that stood out to me right away. So um, right off the bat, I was very pleased with what I heard from this album. And it's for my ears, it's it's very memorable. And this is uh, an album that I know I'll continue listening to into the future. So I was very, very excited about it. But expectation wise, up until I heard, um, you know, what's my name? Be honest with you, I wasn't, you know, overly excited about it. Mm. Oh wow! Okay, so so when you first heard that, you were not that that didn't immediate you didn't immediately grab onto that single. I mean, it didn't immediately resonate. No, no, that single. No, the, when I heard the news that he was going to put out a new album, oh, I wasn't oh, overly okay. I wasn't overly excited. However, when I started when I heard the first song and then the second song, that's what really drew me into you know being excited for this album. 
Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Joe, how about you? I mean, when you, you know, first listening to this album, what were your initial impressions? Well, let me tell you first, my expectations uh, were mixed because I, I've been thinking that Ringo's albums, last several albums, while they have gems here and there and good tracks, and I certainly like a lot of the songs here and there, it's been they've been kind of spotty, and I've thought that they've been kind of very like samey for like the similar, you know, there's a lot of the sameness to those records. Uh, I thought that postcards from paradise was kind of average overall, though I liked a few tracks off it a lot and give more love though. I did like, so based on that, I was having kind of better expectations for the new one. But when I first heard the new album, I mean, I really liked it on first listen and that doesn't really happen. Uh, a lot. Um, the songs when they first were dropped, I didn't really think much of the title track, What's My Name. I still really don't consider that one a favorite. Personally, that's probably one of my two least favorites. Um, Maybe people can guess what the other one is. But, uh, (laughs) um, so I was like, well, it didn't, you know, it'd be fun to do in concert, uh, for Ringo because of the, you know, people shouting, you know, Ringo in response to What's My Name. But other than that, as a song, didn't do much. Grow old with me when I heard that one. I thought this is very good. I really like that. That really that hit me. And then the album itself. Uh, we'll get into it more later, of course. But uh, initial reaction, I liked it straight away. Doesn't always happen. Um, and and I knew that probably repeated listens were going to be rewarding. And uh, I thought the production at first listen. It's weird because I mean I thought oh I mean it sounded different from the other Ringo albums. Maybe. It, in an odd way, because I thought his voice was kind of more distant a lot of times. The production was a little different. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way now. Well, the Ooh. second or third, let alone, oh, I'm over at over a dozen listens, by the way. This mm-hmm. thing is in my car, and it's not coming out. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm, in fact, I'm sick of the album. And I mean that. I mean Already, that huh? in a good way. You know what I mean? Uh, I lo- I, I, so much enjoying it. And playing yeah. it, playing it, playing it. It's like that over familiarity is coming in already. Right. And we'll get into that. But that's that's it for first time. And and actually, you you touched on two subjects I'm going to be asking about later: the production and the the sameness oh. of previous albums. So oh. hold on to those thoughts, Joe. Oh, okay. Know, we should be brief. <laughs> yep. Brief so, us. So, <laughs> yeah. so hold on to those. All right, okay. Ken. What what did you think? Just first time listening to this. Uh, somewhat similar to what Joe just said. I really loved What's My Name, the song, the first time that I heard it. I loved all the energy and, yeah. you know, I loved how you could identify the song with him because he uses that, that stick in his concert. Um, and I grew to really love Grow Old With Me. I still think the more I hear Grow Old With Me, the more I love it. I really love the arrangement of that song now. Um, but... The first few times I listened to the full album, I was very much underwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. why, you know, I don't like to give reviews of listening to an album after one or two listens, because it's only after several listens that you really get to know an album very well. Um, the one thing that kind of disappointed me about the album overall is while I love the production on it, and I love the musicianship, and I love the mix of yeah. almost almost everything. His voice is kind of distant 
on many of the tracks. I'm not a fan of that for any artist, not just Ringo. You know, vocals should be right up front. And that way on Grow Old With Me, on many of the songs, you feel like he's a foot or more away from the microphone. And I don't even know why that's necessary, you know? But um, most of those songs didn't impress me on first listen. It's only after listening to it several times that I grew to love it. And yeah, I can agree with uh, Joe about the sameness of a lot of Ringo's recent albums, the post-Mark Hudson albums. They have a similar production style. They're all very bright sounding, but they're all mixed well. Mm -hmm. But here, the one thing that stood out for me the most was Ringo's vocals weren't up front, and that kind of bothered me. And uh, maybe because I think too much about production, I have a production background, it sticks out in my head. It's the first thing that leaps at me. I want to hear Ringo's vocals. but I grew to love the album, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually had a, a very similar reaction uh, to yours, Ken, that mm-hmm. I, I think my my expectations were really sky high uh, after hearing Grohl with me and particularly What's My Name. I do like What's My Name. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun track. He's, you know, sounds energized. It's, you know, so I thought, wow, you know, this is really you know, this is going to be good. And, and uh, you know, we'll get to individual songs in just a minute. But, um, you know, for me, yes, I think it, it took a couple of listens for me to, yeah. to really get into it. Um, there, there were certain songs that grabbed me immediately. Better Days probably was yeah. the one. Oh, that yes. It's like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that one. That one really My number one track. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean that one. That one resonated with me immediately. I I just thought that was great. But some of the others, yeah, I had to had to listen a few times to really you know connect with some of them or and and uh, you know so it, it, and I agree you know that's why though I wanted to ask about first impressions because sometimes you listen to an album and you immediately connect with it you know and then there are others. That, yeah, they, they have to grow on you. You have to listen to them. Uh, how many times, Joe, did you listen to it? Oh, it's over. I lost count of a dozen, but I was trying to count because <laughs> when, when, when you t- really, when you talk about these things, you know, that the subject comes up. Well, I've heard it three times so far, six times so far, but I've been doing a lot of driving and my system in the car is really good. Some people say, oh, that's not the best way to listen to music. Perhaps, perhaps not. I got a great system. I don't know. It sounds great. And I just wanted to say before I forget that what Ken said, you know, the vocals, I like mine up front too. And when I did a first impressions video, just the first impression, one listen, I was like, well, I can't understand some of the words. I I, I hope the lyric sheet is enclosed. But funny enough, after the second listen and beyond, I can hear just about everything. It doesn't sound like that to me anymore. Maybe I'm familiar with it now, really. Mm-hmm. But I don't, it doesn't sound as far away as I thought the first time. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, we've touched on it a little bit already, and, and uh, a couple of people in the comments have mentioned it too. So let's, let's talk about that production. Now, Ringo uh, has been producing his own stuff since, oh, was it uh, Why Not? Wasn't that the first one that he, uh, that, mm-hmm. where he started producing himself? I'm not sure. Well, the, um, the albums with Mark Hudson, he co-produced. Co-produced, yeah. yeah. So, yep. yeah. And then after that, I think he has a production credit with Bruce Sugar as engineer. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so he's really in, in the, you know, fairly recent years has yeah. 
taking more of the reins, you know? Mm. And so, um, how would you compare the production on this album, Bob? We have, um, some people say, uh, like Mark uh, here said, I liked that he liked uh, Give More Love a bit better in, uh, before. Um, others thought the production were a little better, uh, was a little better. And another, uh, Tim uh, mentions, he said Ringo is his own producer, so he must have wanted it that way for some reason. So, so let's, let's talk about that. Uh, let's start with you, Ken. What, you know, you've talked about it a little bit already from a producer mm -hmm. standpoint. What did you like? What did you not like? The only thing I didn't like was Ringo's vocals being distant. That's mm -hmm. the only thing. The musicianship is stellar. He's always surrounded himself with great musicians. I love the playing. I love the lead guitar work from someone like Steve Lukather or Joe Walsh. What he plays on Grow Old With Me or on the opening cut, Gotta Get Up to Get Down. I love the playing. And I love the way the drums are mixed up hot. That's one of the things that I really like about his recent albums. Yeah. Is the drums are really prominent there. You really hear what he's playing. And that's part of the highlight for me in, ringing, in listening to Ringo's albums is hearing his drumming. And, um, you know, his songs, the, I think the appeal of this album to some people is that most of the songs, really every song except Girl Oh With Me, is mid-tempo to up-tempo. Yep. So there's a yeah. lot of energy right. in there, and the yeah. drumming just drives it. So it rocks. This album rocks a bit, and it has a bit of an edge to it. And he's always had great musicians on his albums, and it shows on here. You know, it's the mix is perfect to me, except for the vocals. Uh, you know, but, you know, if you listen to um, so much of the post-Mark Hudson, I always say post-Mark Hudson so much because <laughs> the Mark Hudson albums were produced a certain way and it did have very much a beatle sound to it. It has so much of a, for me, a high-end sound, you know, high EQ sound, the very bright, the ones that came after uh, Mark Hudson for me so and there is a sameness in that regard but in terms of the mix of the instruments i think it's stellar you know on most of those albums Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you make a very good point, uh, Ken, about the drums. Yeah, the drums are front and center in this. I mean, yeah, they're and, good. And, they're good. which I like. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's a that's a great change. And you know, and I mean, he sounds better than ever. Um, mm -hmm. he, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so Is this man almost him. eighty years old? Is he that's, really? That's the other thing. Can you believe it? He's almost mm -hmm. eighty years old. I mean, but I'm listening to these drums, and I'm listening to. You know, it's it's great. I'm sorry, but just I can't help myself. I'm really oh, enjoying true. myself. It's true because that's <laughs> and and one more thing before before I go on to you, Joe, is um, Ken. You brought up that this this album rocks, and I forgot to mention that 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 was one of my early impressions too. That this album rocks yeah. a little harder than I've heard Ringo do in a while, which is great. I mean, yeah. I. I like that absolutely. So yeah, and Tim uh, Tim uh, Jackson just you forget in seventy nine. Yeah, you yeah. really do. Yeah, it's, absolutely, uh, Tim. Phenomenal. So Joe, you were talking a little bit uh, just a couple minutes ago, referring to the production. So so uh, go you know go a little more into it. What what did you like? What well, you like? Uh, as I say I, right away, I mean, I, I, like Ken said, I mean, I, I I thought that Ringo sounded distant. I don't think that anymore, but I don't know if it's because I'm so familiar with it now that I'm. I, it sounds good to me, um, and uh, the fact that the production to me sounds somewhat different than we're used to that alone 
makes this sound like a new kind of record. It doesn't sound so much like the sameness, the similarities we've we're used to hearing, at least in my opinion. So that's different right there. Um, we, we talked about uh, the guitars, the musicianship. I heard Tom mention it. I heard also Ken mention it. Top notch. Uh, even synth horns, like on. Uh, again, I'm, I'm tempted to talk about individual tracks, though I'll wait wait a little bit. But yep. there's some like horns that I really like, even if they're synth horns. Uh, you know, uh, Lucifer's guitar is just fantastic. Very optimistic sounding. A lot of these songs, very happy, upbeat. I like the fact that it's like a little over thirty minutes, maybe thirty-five minutes. I mean, to me, you start, you get through, you finish, and you almost want to hear it again. It just, it's it's painless, it's enjoyable and over. It, you know what I mean? It, it, it makes me feel good. I mean, it, it's a feel-good album and, and an upbeat yeah. album. Uh, and as far as production, you know, I'm not an expert on production. As long as I can hear the vocal centered, I, that's the main thing I like. I like to hear the singing, I like to hear it. But I'm, I'm getting into this one regardless, and to me, it all sounds a good mix right now. So ask me another dozen or so listens. Uh, maybe I'll have a different opinion. Can I add something to that? Sure. You know, And I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm someone that was very greedy when it comes to wanting more and more from, from the solo Beatles. And I always loved the fact that on some of those Mark Hudson albums, like Vertical Man had 13 songs on it, and Ringo mm -hmm. Rama, I think, had 14, 14 songs, songs on it. Yeah. And to mm -hmm. me, just give me more, give me more. But at the same time, it goes on very long, yes. some of those albums. Whereas, like you yeah. said, these two, these 10 songs are up, and you, you felt like it took a couple of minutes to hear the whole thing, and you <laughs> yeah. want to hear it yeah. over again. So it's you, kind of you, like less is more. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, yeah. Ken, people people will say, you know, in the discussions that I have with them, I, I understand that they'll say, well, well, only only 10 songs, or in some cases, only nine songs. I think Ringo 2012 yeah. maybe had nine. And I, I always say, well, look, if they're good, I'd rather, I'd rather hear, you know, 10 pretty good songs, or, or nine or 10, depending on your feeling, oh. uh, rather than hear 14 or 15, eh, or write songs with maybe like six duds, half of it's not so... It, you're paying, hopefully, for the quality, if you like it. Right. You know, not the number of songs. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what exactly what I was thinking. Qu sometimes it's quality over quantity. That's... Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. And, and this album uh, definitely uh, has that. So, Tom, what do, you, uh, what do you think? Yeah, well, you know, like Joe's, uh, as someone that's not a, you know, an expert on, you know, production or, or anything like that. I, I however, I, I do like, you know, my music, up front. You know, with Ringo, I mean, listen, we all know Ringo's not the greatest vocalist of all time, sure. but, but this music, I think, is the saving grace of this album, and I think this, the music is what should be cherished on this album personally. So I don't mind those vocals being a little distance if that's what people think and i happen to think that they are a little bit and whether or not you know if we, we talk about the auto tune or or the the, the yeah. studio trickery that know. they use on his on on his on his voice for songs like you know the end of you know gotta get up to get down you know i you know i don't know if that's officially auto tune or not um so and i know i'm sure we'll talk about that but um uh you know for me like i said that's uh, the music that i think is produced very well and um 
maybe he just felt, you know, that the his vocals weren't as strong as past albums, and maybe that's why he felt that. And it's and plus it's it's very backing vocals heavy too, especially on the choruses, which I think was maybe a smart move because you know, like I said, his vocals probably aren't that strong. It reminds me of those early George Harrison albums when Paul and John would, uh, you know, over, you know, sound on George on the on the choruses, you know, like, uh, you know, those early George songs. But like, if I needed someone, but. Um, um, but that's what I like about it. Um, backing vocals, you know, music is, is, is excellent. And, um, you know, it's, it's done. I mean, Bruce Sugar should be commended for this. I mean, I think he did a great job, you know, on, you know, the work he did here is excellent. I agree. I mean, I, and, and I think, you know, ever since Ringo has taken, you know, more, a bit more control over the, the producing, I think, I don't know. I just think there's, there's been an, even though the you know some of the albums as we've mentioned you know were uneven you know to, mm -hmm. to in some cases but i feel like it's more his vision and this album to me was really about his vision i mean i think you know he wanted he wanted to and i i apologize somebody mentioned this earlier uh and uh in the comments and i completely agree um and um you know Whoever said this was a good point, which is it really always oh, Mark. It was Mark uh, that he captures. It captures the live energy of his shows. And I think that may have been yeah, something yeah. he was trying to go for, because a lot of these songs I could picture him performing live. I mean, they had right. the sing along kind of aspect, uh, the catchiness. I mean, I, I can absolutely you know, see that. Um, and that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good point, mm -hmm. kid. Um, a lot of, a lot of artists, you know, their records will sound, you know, kind of loose, not as tight. And when they play them live, I mean, that's when I think, you know, a lot of good bands will, will improve on those, on those songs. And I, and I think they actually, you I think you're right. They were able to bring that live energy onto this album. And I think it really helped it. Absolutely. And and I'm really mm -hmm. looking, you know, as I said, I, I hope, oh, please, Ringo, come to Chicago, because I really <laughs> want to see, I would love uh, to hear the a lot of these tracks live. I think they'll, they'll play very well. And, and as far as, as, um, you know, the production goes, yeah, I, there were times when I, I thought the effects on Ringo's voice were a little overdone, and we'll get to that in just a second. I think <laughs> you all know what's coming. And... <laughs> And, uh, you know, but, and, and yeah, there was more of that, but, you know, as I think you guys have pointed out and, and some people have mentioned in the comments, you know, maybe it was a case, you know, I don't know, maybe Ringo felt that his vocals weren't as strong as he'd like them to be and, and wanted I, to, I don't know. I really don't want to interrupt, right. but I guess we want to bounce oh, no, off each other, but I'm sorry, but you know, oh, no, I'm going to jump in on this, this anti-Ringo vocals thing, you know, mm -hmm. because I, I, I like Ringo as, as a singer, and I know, I'm not going to say he's a great singer, <laughs> but I like mm -hmm. it, the sound of his voice, and I think he, he sounds, Ringo, I hate to bring this up, it's not World War Three, but <laughs> I think Ringo sounds still sounds like Ringo. Say mm -hmm. more than sure. Oh, sure. Sound, sure. Say that, that Paul sounds like Paul. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I don't. I yeah. think he sounds better uh, for for Ringo these days, uh, and um, I don't see any problem with it. The auto tune thing, uh, which we'll get into the other song, but uh, everybody's always telling me. I noticed it happened with the first time I heard about it was Postcards from Paradise album. Uh, there was a reviewer saying, you know, oh, I can't take the auto tune. I'm saying, what auto tune? I, and I know. It's there. If people tell me it's there, I'm, I'll, I'll take your word for it. 
And what I mean by that is when I think of auto-tune, I think of like that Cher song, Believe, right. where it was very, very like robotic. And, in, and another song on this album that we'll talk about, Money, I'll just bring it up now, uh, that's blatantly, seriously auto-tuned. Uh, and so that you notice it. I don't hear it like the other songs like that. I've never been able to pick it up on Postcards from Paradise, Give More Love. It probably is, but I'm like, you know, I'm not hearing what everybody else is hearing, and I'm glad I'm not, I guess, because, you know, I said, yeah, I would hate to hear something and think to myself, oh, my, that sounds all really auto-tuned. Yeah. You know, I don't like it. It's it's, it's uh, just not share belief. I mean, it's used for different different things yeah you know, but i could hear it on that i knew that i could hear the auto tune on shares believe i can hear it on ringo's right. money i can hear it on paul's get enough i don't I, when i'm listening to if it's love that you want i don't think well he sounds auto tune uh, you know it's not love that you want as one example yeah. I, I i'm fine with it i like the vocals on the on this album and the recent ringo albums I'm the same with you, Joe, because for years I could pick out auto-tune easily. I could hear it in a lot of Top 40 radio. It's in a lot of country music that I've listened to. Mm-hmm. But I didn't notice it in Ringo. And I've, I've seen people online saying, oh, listen to all the auto-tune on Ringo's album. <laughs> and I, I wasn't hearing it. And it was really bothering me. I mean, it certainly wasn't apparent to me. And people are saying that it's on Grow Old With Me. I don't hear it. I don't hear Grow it. With, you know? I mean, certainly, yes, on money, you can hear it. And money. when I look back now, the song Electricity has it. Mm. Now I hear it in that song. Mm. But it's it's not like it's in your face. Mm. But, um, you know, this whole thing about auto-tune, which we started talking about when Egypt Station came out, and you would hear it on uh, Nothing for Free and, uh, you know, Get, get Started. Right. Yeah, um, Get Enough, sorry. And... Uh, yeah, it 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 doesn't bother me if it's being used for effect. It only bothers me if it's being used if the person can't sing. Right. Or can't sing the notes. And when it comes to Ringo's, Ringo's singing, first of all, I love Ringo's singing. He has a limited vocal range, but he makes it work for the kind of songs that he puts out. And, you know, I've also listened to some of your shows recently, Tom, where you're talking mm-hmm. about you love him when when he rocks with his voice. You yeah. don't hear him as a ballad yeah. singer. I right. hear him as a ballad singer, too, if you listen to a mm. song like Good Night. I mean, it's very tender vocals, only you. You know, right. those songs, his, his voice works for that. He knows he has a limited range. He writes songs to fit that range. I don't think he's straining in any way with his vocals on this album. I just, uh, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm just not a fan of his vocals being pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to the elephant in the room. We've been talking about it. Let, let's, let's just get to it, everybody. Um, probably, well, other than maybe Grow Old With Me, the, the most, uh, shall we say, discussed track on the album, which is, of course, his cover of Money. Now, um, as we've all been mentioning, you know, he, he quite obviously used auto-tune um on on this uh this cut and it was interesting i saw an interview with him where he talked about it and he said he wanted to do money his way uh you know he he really did and the reason that he used autotune was he wanted it to sound more today you know he wanted it to sound more modern so um 
you know, do you, okay, we're already, yeah, we're already getting some comments. <laughs> Money equals horrible. But yeah, so, uh, so let's, let's just get into it. So Tom, what's your, yeah, you know, listen, I'm all for experimenting. I'm all for trying something new. Um, you know, I had no problem with Paul, you know, using it for part of the song of Get Enough. He didn't use it for all the vocals. He just used it for the, you know, for the chorus. And, you know, with this, you know, for Ringo, I love when he does, um, you know, covers. I think one of his strong points is covers. I mean, he's like the Beatles. He, I mean, he could take a, you know, do a song and make it his own, just like the Beatles did with, with covers. Um, but this, you know, <laughs> just still not a fan of, of, of auto tune on, on any, you know, musician, whether they're R and B and or rock and rollers. I just think it's a bad, um, uh, piece of equipment for for recording um you know the 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 to make it more recent like you said kit i mean i'm all for that as well too for me it just didn't work in for my ears and what i what i want to hear i mean it's 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 too bad but you know i i praise him for for going for you know getting out of his comfort zone and and doing that and but um it's 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 really not for me yeah. uh, you know oh, excuse me because you like it on nothing for free to steal, hold on, your thought. To steal another Ringo song, I thought it brought the party down, you know, because um, I was enjoying, <laughs> I was enjoying the first four songs on the album so much, but then I heard it and I kind of, you know, it felt kind of felt like an inflated balloon. Um, to answer your question, uh, Joe, um, I would have preferred it if he didn't use it. Okay, but I do enjoy that song. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't like that he used it for 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 uh, for the effect that he used it for. So just yeah. to be fair, you know. Yeah, uh, nothing yeah. for free. I really love that song. I'm surprised to hear myself say that. I hate new music. I hate the style of new music. But you st it's still Paul, you know. It's still Paul doing that right. you know, to me, uh -huh. um, which is why. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm turning it into the Paul show. With oh, that. I thought you were <laughs> but, uh, talking. About, I thought you were talking about Get Enough. <laughs> oh no, not Get Enough. No, no, no. Okay. I don't like Get right, Enough. I, <laughs> but I, I do love nothing. Nothing for free. I love. Okay. Mm. Okay, fair so, enough. Joe, Joe, go ahead, Joe. What, what's your, uh, what's your? Well, take? you know, I heard all about money. I said, "Oh my, oh my God!" I said, "He's going to do a, a modern-sounding version of money." Oh. And the first <laughs> time I listened to it, um, you know, I, you know, I thought, "Oh, come on!" And uh, I think in my first impressions video, I said that I think I'd rather hear the Flying Lizards doing their version of money. <laughs> but. By the second listen, and I think it was because of the placement of the song, too. Uh, I think this album is sequenced very well, by the way. That's another thing I should mention while I thought of it. Mm -hmm. It's the fifth track, you know, when you listen to a CD. Or it's probably, is it the last track on last side track one? On the last side one, yeah. Last yeah, track so, on that's, so that's, but when you're listening to it, for me, like what Tom was saying, he was enjoying the, the first four songs and then money comes along. I've listened to it so much now that, I can enjoy it for what it is. Would I play that song on its own? Just pick it out and know it? No. But in the, in the context of it, I, I like the, the kind of gimmick, if you will, saying, oh, let's have a, a lark and do money in today's style, just for fun. And the song Money itself, I like. You know, it's a classic oldie. You know, Beatles did it you know, more than once. Um, so, I mean, I guess in the context of the album, I don't mind it. So it's under three minutes. I timed it just for the show, you know, two minutes. <laughs> it may, may feel like twenty minutes to some people, but I think it's I, I think it's fun. 
you know, enjoyable for what it is. As I say, to me, the least track on the album, for sure. Uh, I would I would rate it least in order of preference. But uh, I have fun with it. Uh, after the first listen, I said, oh, this is growing on me a little bit. Don't love it, but, yeah. but I, I enjoy it for some mm-hmm. reason when I'm listening to the album. And I think it was intentional. Obviously, it was intentional. Ringo said right. that's why it stands right. out yeah. so much. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's have let's let's just do this this way and mm-hmm. f- f- for a lark maybe. Yeah, right. That's true. Ken, what uh, what's your reaction? You were talking about a little bit earlier, but yeah, this is scaring me. I'm I, I'm feeling I'm agreeing too much with Joe. Oh my that God! Scared you? <laughs> scared you? Yeah. It's the apocalypse. Um, you should be happy yeah. when that happens. That's, that's great. <laughs> no, um, you know, when it comes to auto tune, like I said, I'm not one of those people that is so anti auto tune. Like I said, I only don't like it when it's used for people who can't sing the parts as a crutch. If it's used for effect and it's used well, I don't mind it. Like you said, Joe, I love nothing for free. Love it. Too. Wish that would have been a single. Yep. Um, you know, if that was a single and Top 40 Radio was playing Paul, it could have been a hit. Nothing for free. I don't think it works on money. You know, I just, I love the song because it's a great song. Ringo's having fun with it. It's hard to destroy a great song like that. It has such history with the Beatles. John covered it too. Life Peace in Toronto. Um, I can listen to it, and like you said, Joe, in the context of the album, I could listen to it. I wouldn't just pick it apart and play that song alone. No, but um, and it's it's my least favorite of all mm-hmm. the songs on the album. So I I agree with you there. But I'm not. I don't automatically think uh, you know I'm anti auto tune for everything. If it works for what you're trying to do, like it did for Nothing for Free, or for you, or one of those songs, I don't mind it. Okay, the Beatles are always experimenting with new sounds anyway. You know, you have no idea if they were still around today, if they would even tamper with that. You know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's a a good point, Ken. And, And somebody else mentioned it in the comments earlier, which was that, you know, the Beatles would would. Yeah, add effects to their uh, vocals and everything, and and right. that's true. And but it was usually for a purpose, you know. I I mean, to me, and and kind of like jumping off from what you're saying, that yeah, if if the vocal effects are used for a purpose, that's fine, you know. And mm-hmm. and if it fits the song, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I just didn't think it fit this song, um, unless as a few people have been pointing out, um, you know, uh, you're. He, it was his salute to the flying lizards version, you know, <laughs> you know maybe, yeah. maybe, but, but no, I mean, for me, the backing track was great. No problem with that. Um, but um, I, I just was sort of at a loss as to why, you know, he, he chose that. Now he said in this interview, I think it was for Canadian uh, Canadian radio or something like that, you know, he wanted it to sound updated and that's fine. I just don't think it worked in the context of this song. I mean, the, the auto tune, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely, as you all were saying, probably the weakest track on the album. And, and it's not that, you know, if auto tune is used sparingly once in a while and, and mm. certainly kind of subtly, okay, you know, but 
I, I guess it's just, Jesus has been done so many times. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times yeah. have, have we heard, uh, you know, auto-tune on hip-hop and a lot of this, you know, give it a rest. I think that <laughs> I mean, was the idea, though. Ringo says, now I'm going to do my one take on it. He said, remember he said, mm-hmm. this is the closest, I think he said. And he I didn't came to rap. One of the yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, you don't know if I call it, well, yeah, I guess it's close to rap, but close, well, that's so much rap, but just new technology. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get into the songs. So uh, why don't we, yes, the other, the other songs now that we've gotten the elephant out of the room. So we'll, (laughs) we'll go with, let's, let's talk about songs that were highlights. Uh, for us and and again everybody who's watching uh, and thank you for your comments you've given a lot of great comments so far and be you know feel free to share your favorites so uh so joe let's let's start with you what uh you know what were some highlights for you well as i said earlier my favorite track right now is definitely better days uh mm-hmm. and you know ringo wrote co-wrote a lot of these songs almost all of them i think almost right and and i looked at this one i said ringo had to have written this one and then i looked and it was only sam hollander right uh but Mm -hmm. i think it was said that it came from something he heard ringo talk about maybe in one of the descriptions i heard and i'm glad because i just love the upbeat rocking sound of this i love the the female singers on it uh another touch that i like uh but what, what really got to me about it was that in trying to understand maybe what he's singing about, it sounds like something about, you know, take a picture right now and kind of like uh, hold on to it because some of us went over to the other side, if I remember all the words, and this and that. Uh, but something about will come around again. And I started thinking that I remember Ringo talking about reincarnation a couple of times. And one of them was on the Donahue show, I remember, 1981 with Barbara. And I thought he, I think he believes, he said he believed in reincarnation. I thought maybe that's what he's singing about. How cool. And I look at the credits, it's just written by Sam Hollander. But <laughs> supposedly based on stuff he heard Ringo talking about. But I, so, so I have some notes here on it. I want to make sure I get everything. Um, well, I say that, you know, the, the, the what is it? The, the phrasing, whether the, the the girls on the back, uh, the, the chorus, the way the melodies of this, uh, there's so many earworms I should mention. I don't want to forget that. The whole album, really. So many of these songs are stuck in my head. One minute I'm singing that, next minute I'm doing something else somewhere, and I'm thinking, thank God for music I hear in my mind constantly. Can't get it out of there as an earworm. Uh, you know, I uh, got that one. And sometimes I'm listening to Life is Good in my mind. I'm like, come on. Get out of my ears. <laughs> Get out of my head. Very that's catchy album. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you. And of course, like like Ken is fond of saying, and it's true, you know, if, if you play an album enough, if, if there's enough there that you're liking it, if you don't like an album at all, you're not going to play it a lot of times. Or maybe play it once more, two more times. But when you like something and it's there, I think it really kind of rewards with repeated listening so real quick better days my second favorite song would have to be it's not love that you want i really love that written by dave stewart with ringo together uh it's just got a lot of a lot of zip to it um the, the guitar that's really good on there uh, i think dave stewart's playing and again i said synth horns before i think those are horns that i like the part that and the guitar yeah. together um i really like life is good 
a lot, very positive, uh, optimistic. I think life is good sounds very much uh, like thank God for music in a way. They're almost they're kind of similar, but I've listened to it enough now that I can tell they're different songs. But at first, <laughs> these are kind of similar. Magic, I can't forget Magic. Mm. That's another terrific track that I like, even though the, the title is so common. Um, and I'm just I'm just excited about those tracks the most. But mm -hmm. I. I want to talk a little bit. Hopefully, somebody else will bring it up about the first track, too. I will. I will. <laughs> got to get up to get that. Should I mention as yeah. I brought it up? That's a yeah. song when I first heard it. I was like, I don't know. What, what is this Joe Walsh is singing? That, that's a rap. This is a rap tune. Yeah. Closest to rap. Yeah. I hate rap. But um, now, again, I have so much fun with that. I was like, why is Joe Walsh taking first listen? Why is Joe Walsh doing almost all the vocal duties? There's so many of them. What? And now I'm like, go, Joe. That's, that's fun. <laughs> it's almost like they're spoofing and, and cracking on uh, the internet. Yep. Twitter, mm -hmm. Facebook, Facebook, sitting yeah. around doing nothing else, yeah. which mm -hmm. we're guilty of these days. You know, what's up with that? He says, you know? mm -hmm. I have a lot of fun with that song. And I love the way at one point it fools you at, near the end thinking it's over. Kind of like Helter Skelterish. And then yeah. comes back mm -hmm. again. Nice touch. So, and Grow Old With Me, I mentioned, I, I really like that version very much that Ringo does. I think he, he did the best he could with that. I don't think he could have done it any better. Uh, like, and everything, and, and uh, the peace song. Ringo's got to have the peace song. So we, of course, have that one on there. Send Love, Spread Peace. Not one of my favorites, one of my lesser favorites, but I enjoy it, too. Absolutely. I think I covered it. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Ken, how yeah. about you? Well, definitely, um, I would have to say Better Days is a standout. I love the fact that it's such a tight song. It's yeah. it's all captured in under three minutes. It's so damn catchy. The guitar part in there, just, it carries the song. Um, it's just, It's very catchy. Every song on this album is catchy. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's something to be said about Ringo's style of songwriting, and it doesn't seem to matter who he writes with. You always know a Ringo song because um, they're simple compositions in, in terms of chord progressions and all, but they work for Ringo. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. something to be said about that. I mean, if you listen to all four Beatles, uh, if you listen to four separate songs from each of the Beatles, but you didn't hear vocals, someone else sang them, you could tell a John Lennon song from a Paul McCartney song, from a George Harrison mm -hmm. song, from a Ringo song. And somehow it works for Ringo. And uh, simple is effective with him. Yeah. And I love Better Days. It's got a great edge to it. And I also love Magic a lot, which is a song that he wrote with Steve Lukather. And it's a song that doesn't sound like anything else that Ringo's put out. But right. uh, we were talking on the, the Things We Said Today podcast, and it's true that um, if you look back at some of the Steve Lukather stuff that he was doing, say, in Toto in the early 80s, or uh, Steve Lukather did so much great studio work for people like Boz Skaggs, this is kind of like something that would fit what Boz Skaggs might do. Yeah, you know, from from that particular period, and but with Ringo's vocals, this song sounds great. This yep. is one of those songs where, like I said before, if Ringo's stuff was played on top forty radio like it was in the seventies, I could see the song being a hit. It's very catchy. His vocals are great in Magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
like I said, Grow Old With Me is a definite highlight because, you know, it's such a great John Lennon song. I want as many people in the world to cover Grow Old With Me. And I love this arrangement, and Jack Douglas deserves a lot of credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Life is Good is another example of a simple song that works really well. I think the one thing that, that carries most of all about this album is that as Ringo has gotten older, he's just exuding a confidence in himself, in his music, yeah. and also in the way he carries himself in interviews. He's very proud of what he's achieved with the Beatles, his solo career, 30 years now of touring with the All-Stars, and it shows. And if you listen to the, to the lyrics of the songs here, it's all very positive. It's all about peace and love. It's all very encouraging words. And on the one hand, I wish there'd be a little variety there and write about something else, but that's who Ringo is. And he's proud of who he is. And it's a statement about him and where he's at right now in his life. He keeps saying peace and love. He keeps on flashing the peace sign in every single interview. That tells you who he is and it shows in his music. And um, I think you you were saying before, Kit, that this is Ringo on his own terms, putting out the music that he wants to put out. He cares about what he's saying, even if the message is the same in many of these songs. And I think there's a strength in that as well. Um, So I do love the title track a lot. Like I said before, I'd love it 10 times more if Ringo's vocals were more up front. Send Love, Spread Peace I like a lot, although it does remind me melodically, and maybe it's the chord progressions, it reminds me of Peace Dream. Going back a few albums, same message too. Um, I do like Thank God for Music. We should talk a little bit about Sam Hollander because for me, an exciting thing is when Ringo works with someone he's never worked with before. And Sam Hollander, I had to look up his name myself. He's someone who is a songwriter and a producer, and he's done a lot of work with Panic at the Disco, Ooh. as well as Fitz and the Tantrums. Tantrums, And so, um, you know... It's, it's working with someone who's very successful right now with the modern music of today. And I think he, he gives this, uh, this album even more of a spark um, by doing so. For me, the excitement in, in studying Ringo's stuff are all these songwriting collaborations that he does. I kind of prefer it when his music is more mixed, has more variety in musical styles. I do like when he writes with someone like Van Dyke Parks, for example with songs like Bambula, Bambula, sorry, or Samba. You know, um, the songs he's written with Dave Stewart are different. Um, I love the songs he's written with Richard Marks. I like all these different songwriting collaborations. So when someone new enters the picture, like Sam Hollander, that's really exciting for me. And I hope that they do more work together. But overall, you know, I like just about everything on this album, not crazy about money. Um, but if I had to pick outside of the initial two songs, What's My Name and Grow With Me, I'd have to go with Better Days and Magic. Those are tremendous songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, when you were saying that, if I may just for a second, you, 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 uh, you, Ken, you know, I'm thinking consistently, song for song. For me, this is like his best album in that way since maybe Time Takes Time. I've always thought that, uh, I mean, I like Why Not. I know uh, not everybody does, uh, but uh, I, I like that. But still, even there, I didn't think all the songs were almost were pretty good. Uh, more spotty, but mm-hmm. 
for me, I got this right now in my top five, maybe even number three. Wow. Uh, out, out wow. Of 20 albums. And, you know, uh, uh, sorry, Goodnight Vienna. You know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's fighting with Goodnight Vienna for number three. Oh, but, no. Uh, so, oh, but, but I had to say that because I, I meant I have notes and I didn't want to miss that point. Mm-hmm. I say song for song for me. Uh, I think it's 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 enjoyable almost all the way through, pretty much. I would wait a while before I before I place it that high. Mm. You know, for me, oh, it's, me. it's always been the, the Ringo album, "Time Takes Time." The three, the first three albums with Mark Hudson, those are the strongest albums in Ringo's catalog. Um, I'm not going to say that this album is better than all the post Mark Mark Hudson albums. I think they're all kind of equal, but I kind of look for some variety in Ringo's music. And I like when he's worked with other people, like I said, like Van Dyke Parks. Those are, you know, very high moments for me in his post Mark Hudson uh, catalog. But I do love this album very much. And I definitely encourage people to go out and buy it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and Tom, before, before you share your favorites, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention, because we've been talking about Better Days so much, that um, one of the, the, I think, key players in that song is uh, the backing, well, backing singer. She actually has a yeah. pretty big role in it, Zelma yeah. Davis. And when I first saw her name, I thought, I know that name. Where have I heard it? And so I did a little research, and then it came to me. Um, she uh, was with... C&C Music Factory in the um, early 90s. Now, now it gets even weirder because (laughs) because in if you recall in the video for the probably the one that the hit they're most remembered for going to make you sweat. um, Zelma Davis appears in the video, but that's not her voice. Uh, That was uh, Martha Wash. And uh, and when, and she didn't know. Now Zelma did sing lead on some of the other uh, cuts on that album. I think uh, things that make you go whom I think was one of them, and I forget the other. Oh, strike! I don't know. Or uh, that's not strike it up. It was. I can't remember it right now. But there were two other. She did sing lead on those. Zelma really did. But on that particular track, she didn't. But they wanted her in the video, and uh, and Martha Wash wasn't informed they were going to do that, and there was a big lawsuit. And I mean, it was you know it was crazy. So that's who Zelma Davis is. (laughs) So yep. So uh, next time you're at a cocktail party and you're talking about that song. You can give a little background on that singer, who was very good. Right. I really liked her on that cut. So, all right, Tom, how about you? What are your yeah. favorite? Well, yeah, I mean, like you, Ken, I mean, I always look for uh, the collaboration aspect of, of a Ringo album because he worked, like you said, he works with so many great people. And yeah. like you said, I mean, he's he's proud of what he's doing. He should be proud of what he's doing. I mean, he started his solo career 50 years ago, I think this month or in October with working on sentimental journey. So, I mean, this guy, this man has had a long solo, you know, solo career and he should be proud. should be excited. Um, Cause this album is very excitable, very memorable. Um, and I'm, you know, despite what you said, Ken, I'm very glad that this is mainly a rocking album. <laughs> you know, <I> think, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, um, um, 
I, you know, right off the bat, I, I loved Gotta Get Up to Get Down right off the bat, right off I, right, the first time I heard it. I really enjoy, um, it, it feels like a Joe Walsh song. I think uh, Marvin said that earlier, um, if he's still here. I mean, it really does. I mean, it reminds me of something like uh, Life's Been Good or Ordinary Average Guy. It's kind of something like that. And it's that silly song, I think, that Ringo kind of, you know, usually does from time to time. Um, the guitar work on that is excellent. Yeah, go ahead, Ken. We can say something. You know what that song reminds me of is um, "Be My Baby." Oh, from old way. Oh, which okay. Joe Walsh oh. wrote. Oh, that one. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not the Ringo right album. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you slow down, "Be My Baby," it's mm. it's got more of that feel of "Gotta yeah. Get Up to Get Down." Right. Yeah. No, I, just I got the, the crackers, but she's got the cream. The, uh, <laughs> God damn it. There you go. You know, Joe, keep quiet for a minute. <laughs> I was I'm just going to say that. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. Hey, right here, here, my friend. Right here. <laughs> edit, edit that part out, kid. You anyway. Edit that out. I, love, I love everything. I mean, Joe, for me, really carries this song. I love it because his guitar playing before Joe ruins it. I love Joe's lyrics. Uh, everybody's on the internet. What's up with that? You, your, your body keeps waiting for your brain to come back. I think that's a great line. You know, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, um, uh, can't be cool just let, just sitting around. I think that's, that's pretty good. Uh, Bruce Sugar, um, out throughout this album, I think is, is excellent. You know, everything that yeah. he does, um, you know, and, and naturally, you know, I got the crackers, but she's got the cream is, uh, a lot of fun, <laughs> but, uh, it's not love that you want, I think is, is, is a really good one. Um, I like the, uh, the collaboration between, uh, Dave Stewart and Ringo on here. I think, um, the guitars on here is excellent, very energetic. And just like throughout the whole album, the guitar, I think is the unsung hero on this album. I think there's, you know, throughout this whole album, the guitar work is is spectacular um for me my favorite song on this album is magic um i i think this could have been when when steve lukather took over toto kind of say when he started doing more of the lead vocals in the mid to late 80s i think this would have been a hit for them kind of like in the same vein as 99 or um there's another one um i i can't remember at the moment but um you know, I won't uh, hold you back right now or something like that. But, oh, yeah. but I mean, he because he did kind of sing a little bit, um, some really good hits. And I think this would have been a hit, big hit for him. And, and he, Dom, Lukanther dominates this song. I love the piano work that he does on this song. The, you know, the yeah. guitar work on the song is, is excellent. Um, yeah. I love the lyrics. This reminds me of so many years ago. And this album reminds me of so many years ago because I'm really excited about a Ringo album. I just really <laughs> excited about this album. And yeah, you know, right. there's you know those late '80s, early '90s albums excited me just as much as the you know those um, a couple from the '70s as well. Um, you know, Better days, like you guys said, uh, Pete Min on guitar again, great stuff. Another very energetic song, backing vocals. You know, horns on that song are, are excellent. Um, you know, the the peace song. Um, <laughs> how many more times can we do this? Um, for me personally. All the songs that have the word peace in all four individuals, only two songs, only two of them have really worked for me. Um, you, know, uh, you know, technically peace is in the title for um, um, Give Me Love. And then uh, obviously we've got Pipes of Peace. Those are really the only two peace songs that work for me. The rest, you know. What about I Give Peace a Chance? Never no, liked no. it. No, never liked it. Great, no. great slogan, lousy song, and I'm a John fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Never oh. cared. Okay, it. Ken. Yeah. I think we have to move these two off. We could. I you think know, we, we need some peace in the neighborhood, my friend. Oh, no, I no, like no, peace no. in the neighborhood. I, I like love peace, peace no, in the neighborhood. We're doing an off-the-ground okay. show. Yeah, no, that'll no, no, be no. for the future. <laughs> but anyways, this the song, I mean, there's usually the songs on the past albums were okay to good. Here, they're good to great, in my opinion. There's a lot of great on here. Um, like I said, uh, I think Gotta Get Up is great. It's Not Love You Want is great. Gold Me is great. Magic is great. Uh, Better Days is great. And then, you know, What's My Name is great. Um, and then I think the rest is good. So I, for me, this is probably a 7.5 out of 10. Great wow. album. Buy it. Oh, you, you, buy think, it you think money's good? Buy it not once. Buy it twice. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> So even uh, Joe was just saying. So even with money, even with because you money, said everything else was good. You said, <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Except I, for I money. Right? Except, for money. <laughs> Except for money. Except for money. I want. I just want to stay excited about this album. I really do. Oh, oh yeah. Even though, oh, even yeah. though there's a little clunker on it, I think this album deserves a lot of attention. And I hope it. Uh, I mean, we'll probably find out tomorrow how it did on the charts or this week. I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping at least gets in the top hundred. You know, I he hope deserves, so. He yeah. deserves. I, th I think this this album, like I said, deserves a lot of attention. And, and, it, and will... it would be good for Ringo Ringo's, uh, you know, uh, confidence too, because I feel when he goes out and says, "How many people have got the album? One, two, three. Yeah. You know, I can't stand that. I feel like if I ever got a chance to meet Ringo, I'd say, "Ringo, man, you, I like so many of your albums. Your albums are <laughs> oh, time takes time. What mm -hmm. a great album. What's my name? What oh, terrific. You know, I, I, I hope his confidence gets boosted. Uh, I, I think the highest he's had is number 58 on with Why Not, which is pretty good for Ringo mm -hmm. on the Billboard. Yeah. I think that's as high as it's gotten recently. In recent years. In recent years, years. yeah. 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 Well, yeah. we all agree that we wish that Ringo would expand the songs that he does live. And right. if he did more songs from his solo albums and his recent albums, and those albums were available at his concerts, he'd sell a mm -hmm. lot more of them. But yeah, definitely. You, yeah. you, can't, you can't rely on radio today to play right. his current stuff. They're not going to I say stop selling the hundred to a thousand dollar artwork at your shows and start selling your albums at the shows, and I think you'll, you know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a bad idea. His artwork goes to his charity. Yeah, I understand that. So, I understand that. Or make a suitcase version. Suitcase version. Suitcase edition. Oh my hey, god! This album is exciting yeah. enough that I might buy that. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Maybe, well, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys feel that way. But for me, the the thrill in in listening to Ringo in recent years is studying all these different songwriting collaborations and seeing him grow as a songwriter. Anytime I hear any new song from yeah. him where he's writing with anyone, I love the stuff with Richard Marks that he's done, which yes. nobody ever talks about. You know, I mean, that to me is the joy in seeing him grow in some way as an artist. He's always been great as a drummer, and thank God. We're hearing his drumming more now in his current stuff and in the Beatles stuff, the way that it's being remixed. So um, we're getting to really enjoy him more and examine him more as a drummer. But folks, start giving him credit as a songwriter. And, yeah. um, you know, this album continues with more good collaborations, <coughs> very good collaborations. Right. Absolutely. Ken, excuse me. Who, who, who did he write? Uh King of the Kingdom with it. Did he co-write that? Because that's one of my favorite songs of I'm trying to think. King, King of the Kingdom. I, 
I want to say. Look that up. Jeez, I should know that off the top of my head. I think I, you know, it's one of the. I'm getting older. I mean, I know who it is, really. But I'm playing. <laughs> it's somebody you that it's the, somebody uh, that it's somebody that Ken enjoys him writing with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. I like that. Yeah, I do like that song. You know, um, I really, I really do. That's my, one of my favorite songs. Off okay. Give Him Love. That's what they like there. Van Dyke Parks. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Van Dyke Parks. All right. All right. Let me uh, just jump in and um, share. Oh, no. His... I'm sorry, Kit. We're out of time now. So... <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We're running a little late. So let me just, uh, I mean, you guys actually said much of what I was uh, going to mention. As I said, better days number one favorite um that just grabbed me immediately uh, magic i do like as well i i wasn't as i'm not nuts about some of the lyrics uh some of the lyrics are a little simple for me not that i picture ringo doing some you know extremely complicated you know thing but but like you know the first we were taking a summer stroll the ocean seems so blue you were holding my hand feet in the sand like lovers do i don't know i i just um love it Really? I just was like, <laughs> you know, but I love the music. And Steve Lukather wrote the foreword to my Michael Jackson FAQ book. So I love you, Steve. I love you, Steve. I love you, Steve. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, though. <laughs> I don't mean seriously. to sound romantic, but I want to be more than just friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, but I do. I, I mean, other than the slight, uh, you know, little bit passe lyrics, I still really, you know, it's a great song. <laughs> What's my name? I, I really immediately, first time I heard it, I thought this is a great song. This is going to be Ringo's entrance theme song. I mean, it'll play oh, live that. very well, I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm uh, sure that's he and Colin A probably wrote it, you know, for, yeah, for that yeah. purpose. And I like how it kind of encapsulates his life. Um, you know, I, I, the different, uh, things about, you know, but he's still here and I mean, it's just great, great stuff. Uh, I actually like send love spread peace. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it. I thought that was one of the better peace theme songs that, that Ringo is, has done. I, Mm. uh, it's one of my favorites actually. I I like peace dream the best out of, out of, of oh yeah. Peace dream. Yeah. Yep, that's that's great. Thank God for music. That's going to play very well live. Um, you know, I, I think and it's and it's just like many of the songs on here, and we've talked about this. You know, it they just they're feel good. They really, you know, yeah, they they yeah. just have such a happy, uh, positive spirit. Um, and you know, I didn't like it's not love that you want immediately. But it's really grown on me over time. Yeah. And I think part of it is because, I don't know, it reminded me a little bit. I almost, I, actually, I did. I looked at the credits again and I thought, are you sure Jeff Lynn didn't produce this? Because it really <laughs> it really had the kind of Cloud Nine vibe to me. I, I don't know if it was the mix of the drums. I'm not sure. But um, but I really, uh, I like that as well. And, um, and boy, he just has such a stellar group of, of musicians uh, backing him here. And then, you know, we talked about Bruce Sugar, John, uh, Jim Cox, um, Joe Walsh, of course. I mean, they are really the MVPs um, of, of this album. There were just so many great piano solos and, oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, so much there. Um, I yeah. mean, just great musicianship. Great music, musicianship. And, uh, 
yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I, you know, there were some tracks I liked better than others, but, um, <clears throat> money, but, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, other than that, I mean, I really think this is a, this is a, a really solid effort. Definitely the, in my view, the best he's done, you know, consistently, uh, good, uh, in, in a while. And, and I just, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's it's just such a, a positive album. And he sounds, I mean, despite the mix of the vocals we don't like, he sounds really, really great. Um, and uh, I hope I I hope I look and sound that good at 79, you know. <laughs> I mean, so um, so just to, to wrap this up, we'll just go well, around. We got to so start we're... doing some jumping jacks then, Kit. So yeah, right. <laughs> That's yeah. That's the key. Jumping jacks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> broccoli. A lot of broccoli. Yeah. broccoli. There you go. He said kale too. Kale. Oh, kale. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, make a note of that, everybody. All right. So, um, so just to so just to wrap the uh, wrap this up, where would you and and Joe, you kind of already said this, but where would you rank this? in Ringo's catalog. What what do you think? Well I would honestly would I would have saved it saved it, um, but I didn't know you know you were gonna do it later. Yeah, um, that's okay. But I guess I should have figured at the end we would do it. Um mm-hmm. no really honestly I meant it. I know Ken was like, well it's a little soon. No, I could tell right right away from me. Uh I, I'm putting it in the top five for me. Um mm-hmm. if I was gonna list them all now, because that can change too. You know, you have different times where something else rises or sinks a little lower. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right now, I like Ringo, first album, uh, you know, self-titled Ringo album. Uh, it's funny, I want to say, I always said Time Takes Time second. Uh, but now I'm thinking, hmm, do I like this better? Is this more than Time Takes Time? I don't know. But uh, right now, I'll put this either three or four, I'll flip it with Goodnight Vienna. So, so okay. Three or four out of his 20 albums. Okay. Ken, how about you? It's too soon. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, really... No, Come I mean, I already no, everybody's different. Everybody's different. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, Ringo albums go from good to great. I don't think any of Ringo's albums I would call bad. You know, if I had to rate a Ringo album oh, from zero to ten, none of them would be lower than a five or a six. So, um, you know, my top five are definitely uh, Time Takes Time, the Ringo album, Vertical Man, Ringo Rama, and uh, Choose Love. Beyond that, you know, it's it's really tough because so many of them I disregard as being equal. I don't place Goodnight Vienna way up there. You know, I yeah. think that there's a lot of albums that he's made that were better than Goodnight Vienna. Goodnight Vienna yeah. benefited from being the follow-up album from Ringo. But, yeah. you know, if you put, if Time Takes Time followed Ringo, that would have been a much more successful album, I think, because... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. songs one through ten were perfect on Time Takes Time. Yeah. But, um, you know, probably somewhere between, he's done 20 albums now. Between I was 10 just going to say that. Between, yeah. between yeah. 10 and 15 somewhere. Okay. All right. But that's not a bad thing. But that, yeah, and that can change. I mean, this is all with the right. you know, understanding that we, we yeah. uh, change our minds many times. It's kind of like what we're, what we're in the mood for. So, Tom, yeah. how about you? Yeah, well, like Ken just said, I mean, he's done 20 albums, and I would put this in the the top 10. This is a top-tier album for me, and uh, 
and I'm looking forward to continuing to enjoy this album. So it's yeah, a top tier for me. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, the correct answer is <laughs> <laughs> number one. If, right? you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna play by Kit's rules, the correct answer. I am the queen, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I would say top five for sure. Maybe even top oh. four. Um, oh, I uh, yeah, because I I mean now I'm I'm sorry, Joe. I can't rank it above. Time takes time. That that no, I, no, I still, still... I'll keep, uh, yeah. I'll put that. Number, I'll leave that at number two. It's yeah. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> But this but, might be three. <laughs> yeah, this might be three. I, I'm, I'm kind of torn between three and four myself. Um, I, I think, yeah, this is definitely the strongest effort uh, in in a long time. And uh, I, I, absolutely, I, I think. And we have Marvin that said it knocked Goodnight Vienna off the top five for him. So, wow. Wow. yeah. So you know, this is. Uh, I think overall. As we've talked about tonight, this is this is really a solid effort by Ringo, and yeah. uh, and I hope he plays a lot of this live next year. Because um, yeah. as I, I so. said, yeah, as I said, I think a lot of these songs are just tailor made for it. So right. uh, yeah, yep. the last thing I wrote, last thing I wrote was, is this album left me wanting more. Yep. Whether yep. that meant more songs or more repeat listenings, it just I felt really good listening to this album mm -hmm. and. You know, I hope to continue with that. You know, I hope Absolutely. it. Uh, right on, brother. You know, right on. Yeah, right Absolutely. on. And that's a good sign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's about time to wrap things up. So we'll uh, go around and let everybody know where we can be reached and if anything interesting is, is coming up. Um, so, uh, Joe, why don't we start with you? Well, my channel is called Mean Mr. Mayo on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe. I just did a video recently talking about autographs and uh, you know, whether or <laughs> I not... I saw that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and spurred on by Ringo too, you know, Ringo's decision to not sign autographs 11 years ago. I think it's 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Wow. Uh, and uh, that's my newest video. You can always check out all kinds of stuff there, uh, mostly Beatles related and solo Beatles related, but also some other good fun stuff. Awesome. All right. Tom, how about you? Yeah, thank you, Kit. Well, like you said earlier, we're we're now a video cast, so uh, the show is uh, up on YouTube. So if you want to go to two leg or type in two legs, uh, you should be able to find us. Uh, check us out. Our first four videos are um, up and running, and uh, we're having a good time doing it. Andy and I are really trying to really starting to gel and 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 find the show. We're having a great time. Really appreciate all the work that he's doing. Um, our last uh, our last video is up. We we talked about the. Um, the Red Rose Speedway album and the journey um, that led to the album and, and, you know, a little, a couple, you know, a few months after it um, post uh, Red Rose Speedway. So we really had a good time talking about that album. Um, and uh, I just got this bad boy here. So we're, uh, I don't know. So, uh, you know, I'm going to play around some t-shirt action. Um, if, you know, if people want one, you know, if I get enough interest, maybe I'll, uh, you know, I'll, um, after the new year, I'll, I'll have a bunch meet up and um, start uh, mailing out to people if you want it. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, something I've been wanting to do. So hopefully, uh, you know, 
And we've got the little 2L right there on the side. I, and uh, Mean so Mr. Mayor right. t-shirts coming into the year <laughs> That's true. It's true. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, great. Yeah. Well, and I, wow. think, and I think we'll be having uh, some new uh, Talk More Talk swag coming up in, in time for Beetlefest next year. Right. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, some merch. So, <laughs> so are you going to say All something, right. Ken? So, Ken, how about you? Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Tom, you know, I could use a new wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> hints, hints. Right. I, I want to thank Tim Jackson for his comments here. I like the new camera angle from Ken that does not show his room uh, is not as organized as the other guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for your diplomacy. That's <laughs> not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> and it won't be the last. Right. Thanks a lot there, dude. We okay. are after after anyway. a Beetle, after Beetlefest in Oscar. March. Joe and I and Kit, we're all going to get together. We're going to get to Ken's place, and we're going to have a little, you know, Ken cleaning room party or something like there that. You maybe. We'll, there I, you I go. I need a lot of help. My, my battery power. My battery power is down to fifteen percent. You know. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just got a notice. Uh oh. All right. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, Ken, what are you up to? Uh, if you want to reach me by email, it's everylittlething at att.net. My website is kenmichaelsradio.com. A couple of things I want to mention about the website. I have a new prize to give away, and that's this little baby. This is Peter Asher's new book. It's called The Beatles from A to Z, an alphabetical mystery tour. And this grew out of Peter's new show, not really new anymore, on the Beatles channel on Sirius XM. And it's all about Beatles songs, the instruments they used, how they influenced people. Um, and I'm just starting to read this book. So this is the new prize you can win on my Beatles trivia page, where you can win one of nine prizes, like this book or Kit's book. That's or right. um, Amoeba Gang from Paul McCartney. That's mm -hmm. on my website. I also did a new interview with Ken McNabb, yeah. who uh, put out a great book recently called And in the End, the last days of the Beatles. It's all about 1969, month by month, what the Beatles were going through as a group, their solo projects, their personal lives, all the business problems that they had in detail to help you understand, you know, what an incredibly packed year that was and all that was going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's on my website on interviews page four. It's an hour long, a lot of what's covered in the book. And he was a great guest on Things We Said Today, too, going yeah. back, I don't know, about half a year ago or so. So you can yeah. listen to that episode as well. Speaking of Things We Said Today, we just taped the show right before this one. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never guess what we covered. Never, <laughs> oh, you're kidding. What, what's his never, name? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we covered all, all the peace songs that Tom doesn't like in the Beatles oh. catalog. <laughs> No, we, we talked about uh, What's My Name? So you can hear what Alan Cozen has to say and Darren DeVivo about, about Ringo's new album. And that'll be coming out Wednesday or Thursday this coming week. So Set love, I, spread peace is better than people want peace. Anyway, go ahead. Next. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-oh. I'm just having know. fun, guys. Ooh, I'm just having fun. This I love the album. This is a thing we should do a future show, like all on peace songs, you know. I think so. I think hey, that's not a good idea. That's not a that's bad not idea. Bad. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, let's, Ken, let's do Ken, it. 
Ken, I, don't forget to promote um, the show, my competitor that you were uh, his show that you were on uh, not too long ago. Oh, Sam, Sam Wild. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I just uh, recorded a show with him, which is all about press to play, and um, we had a short conversation, which in Sam's language means just under three hours. <laughs> so uh, that'll be coming out pretty soon. Uh, whenever he's done editing that one. So it's yeah. called uh, Paul or Nothing, yep. the name of his podcast. So look out for that. And um, if it's out by next show, I'll let you guys know about it. Cool. All right. And uh, I, uh, talking about other podcasts we've appeared on, and uh, hopefully the hosts are still watching. They were watching uh, just a little while ago. Um, I was on the Tomorrow Never Knows podcast uh, with Bob Wilson and Warren Brown, and we uh, talked about anthology. It was really fun to go back. It was a and, good show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was fun to go back and, and to relive some of that excitement. So I think mm -hmm. you guys really enjoy it. So um, that uh, the link is on my Facebook page um and oh and i think it's on talk more talk too i think i put it up there mm. so um tomorrow my latest culture sonar article will be out about etta james and uh and her song roll with me henry as part of my mm. r&b foundations of rock series uh and um my columns will be uh, deep beetles and deep soul will be returning later this week and uh oh and i'm going to be repeating this in the next episode Believe it or not, I'm going to be starting my Christmas gift list, uh, my oh, annual Beatles. I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, I'm going to be starting it. So if you want to submit any candidates, um, you can you know do it through my Facebook page or, or, or if you want the Talk More Talk one. It can be anything Beatles or solo related. It just had to have come out in 2019. <laughs> so there you go. All right. There's, yep. There's a, there's a nominee that I think is a good shot of making it. I need a few archive, uh, McCartney archives yet. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. So we'll, we'll see. So uh, I'll be, I'll, you know, say this again in the next show, but, uh, but definitely if you've got ideas, I want to hear them submit your your nominations. So, so I think that's everything. So as usual, great show, guys. It was a lot of fun, uh, and uh, thank you all for tuning in and for all your great comments. So for Ken Michaels, Joe Mayo, and Tom Hanyati, this is Kid O'Toole saying, "Peace and love. Peace and love. Good night, well, everybody." My name. Buy the album. <laughs> Ringo.